Welcome to the Worship Leader Problems Podcast with your host, Jeremy, and codename Joel. Look, worship ministry can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode three of the Worship Leader Problems Podcast. We're still Uh, here, man. We're still here. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Um, We've been super encouraged. Like every day, our our listens and our stats are growing. And um, I think more importantly, the feedback that we're starting to get um, is just, it's really encouraging. Um, I don't know about you. Wait, did we decide you're going by Chris this week? (laughs) Yeah, I'll be Chris. Okay. I'll be Chris. Um, And so Chris and I, you know, uh, DMs, we've gotten emails and this, the podcast is really just making a difference. And so this is, it's really been all that we could have hoped for more. What do you think, man? Absolutely. You know, this is uh, so far beyond anything (laughs) that I ever expected. And um, just the, the opportunity to, uh, to be an encouragement and to, amen, uh, you know, to help these people who are all over the country you know, guys, girls, uh, bivocational uh, people who are serving the church. Um, it's a, it's just a dream to be able to to encourage them and uh, just to speak some life into their ministries and and hopefully just to give them a a, a little relief, a little chuckle every day. I mean, yeah. you know, we're all in it together, man. I know this is going to sound um, potentially a little braggadocious, but. When we were hanging out with Miss uh, with Chris McClarney last week at the Jesus Culture Tour, um, we were just sharing with with Chris kind of our idea of what we hope this would be, and we just we want the Worship Leader Problems podcast, um, the meme account, to just be a place where worship team members, production leaders, um, just a place where they can find that they'll be entertained, equipped, and encouraged. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. that's really what this whole thing is all about. And so um, I know I know we've shared this a couple times already, but Chris, why don't you again just one more time kind of share where all of this came from and how God birthed this in your heart? Yeah, so a little over two years ago, I'm walking through the church on a Sunday, and you probably all can resonate, or, or you, this will resonate with all of you. I, I'm walking through the church. Somebody says something, somebody does something, and you just kind of stop in your tracks, and you're like, oh, man. <laughs> why did you think before you said that? And I don't, to this day, I don't remember what it was, but I just thought I I need an outlet. I need a place to vent a little bit and just to kind of make fun of some of the situations I find myself in. So I started the meme account. Uh, Nobody noticed uh, for quite a while, but I felt better. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah. So then, uh, you know, people started to notice and it kind of resonated with people. And so um, as Jared and I, Jared, Jeremy and I started to talk, we were like, okay, what, what about a podcast? What about a way to, um, to give, give them something more tangible than just the memes, you know, a a way that we can really, like you said, those three E's, we can entertain, we can encourage, and we can equip. And, you know, that can be, uh, through us and interviewing guests. And we're going to have a lot of really cool guests on, including the guy today, which is going to be just awesome. Um, part two, baby part two. And, uh, you know, so we're going to have cool guests on. We're also going to have just, uh, 
regular worship leaders, man. That's what I am. I'm a, just a regular guy who happens to lead worship in a church. We want to have on uh, regular worship leaders, regular production people, volunteers from churches. And we just want to talk about the real issues that we're, that we're dealing with. And man, we want to laugh. We want to have some fun. And Absolutely. Right? right? I, I, I said last week, man, someday somebody's going to make a sitcom about the church. Oh, yeah. And not to tear down the church at all. We love the church. We're committed to the church. Um, but you can't, you just can't make some of these stories up, man. You just oh, gosh, cannot no. make the, the story that Longyear shared last week about the unicycle. Literally, <laughs> we've gotten comments on Facebook. People had to pull their cars over to the side of the road. And, and here <laughs> it's not embellished, man. That literally happened. And you just can't make Absolutely. this up. So that's why we're here. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah, so this episode, we are going to do part two with Scott Longyear, uh, the senior pastor of Maryland Community Church, also the pastor of um, the Experience Conference. And so uh, we'll be getting that. And, and man, people have just really loved, um, I think one of the things I've heard a lot about episode two was the ascribing worship scale right. that they use at Maryland Community oh, Church man. for picking songs. That was fantastic. Incredible, incredible. That and people mulling over this idea of we are guardians of God's glory. Yeah. Wow. That was one of his, my, <laughs> my favorite moment in that episode was when he said that and Jeremy goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Going to need some time to marinate on that one. Um, but yeah, so, so we'll have Scott good. this week. And then next week, uh, we will be uh, having our interview with Chris McClarney. And so uh, Chris, uh, old Mr. Worship Leader Problems and I got a chance. I, I flew up to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And we met and hung out uh, in the dressing room with Chris for a couple hours and got a really good interview. And um, so that's going to be really, really good. Chris is hilarious. What an incredible like, guy. What dude, an incredible guy. Awesome. And so we're excited to share that with you guys. And so um, one of our favorite segments, I think, on the Worship Related Problems podcast, and really, I think what hopefully sets us apart is we hope that you guys see how much we care for the local church and for those that are serving there so faithfully week after week. And so uh, Chris, our, our, our resident worship leader problems man, he had this idea of what if we recognized MVPs from all over the country and this week all over the world international. Um, of international baby of just men and women who are serving in the church. Um, and we want to recognize a staff person that's actually getting paid and this is what they do. And then also a volunteer uh, person. And so we've got two MVPs this week. And so Chris, who are MVPs? Okay. So the staff MVP this week is Bobby Swole. And he is actually, he's been really. Okay. Hold on. Time out. His name is Swole. S-W-O-L-E. Dude, is he, we have to, I'm going to have to Facebook stalk him because if he's not Swole, you know what I mean? Like if he's not all built and going to the gym, because if he if he's a bodybuilder, that is literally the best name ever. <laughs> right? If he's like all yeah. shredded up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking like old Craig Groeschel. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's Stephen Burdick. <laughs> so this uh he has Bobby's been real involved in worship ministry, but he now currently is a youth pastor at First Baptist Church in Quitman, Texas. And this nomination comes to us from Hattie Watson. And Hattie is just a bundle of energy, man. I love to get her uh, her <laughs> comments on on the uh, on Instagram. Uh, but this guy, Bobby's a drummer. 
Um, he's a, he's actually a great drummer. He he played drums for a previous Baptist church and uh, a, a band called Crowned in Grace. And he's just a wonderful friend, like a big brother. Sounds like a really a great mentor uh, type guy. So Bobby is our staff MVP of the week. Woo! Yeah, yeah. And he also gets an award for one of the best names, Pastor Swole. Best, right, ever. <laughs> Pastor Swole. I Pastor love Swole. it. I love it so much. Y'all Swole. Yeah. So the volunteer MVP in this is a, a pretty big moment for the Worship Leader Problems podcast because it's our first international nomination. So our our volunteer MVP of the week, Dom Rohrer, and I hope I'm saying that right, R-O-H-E-R, Dom. I think so. Dom Rohrer. Dom Rohrer. Uh, and he is from ICF Zurich in Zurich, Switzerland. Let's go. By the way, how about Worship Leader Problems Retreat at Dom's place in Switzerland? Oh, in Switzerland? Right. Yeah. Right. I just want hot chocolate now. (laughs) I'd like to get a knife. I'd like to meet Shania Twain. Doesn't she live in Switzerland? I don't know. Maybe she does. Sounds good. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I believe you. It's ridiculous. My wife's (laughs) going to throat punch me for that one. Um, okay. So Dom was nominated by Daniel Britt. Okay. okay and so cool. Dom is a, uh, uh, they've served together. Dom plays bass, acoustic. He's a music director. He's, he goes on tour with, uh, with Christian bands as an, as a, an MD and writes charts. And, um, I, I think this is correct. He drives three to four hours of a commute every weekend to play at church. I hope I have that wow. right. Uh, that's what, uh, that's what Daniel wrote to us. So the volunteer MVP, Dom Rohr, we salute you brother all the way from the United States. Let's go, dude. Are there famous Christian artists in Switzerland? Probably. I would, th- I Isn't, would think so. Is, is Abba from Switzerland? Are they from Switzerland? It, one of one of those the countries in that part of the world. They're Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Oh, Sweden. Sweden. They're from Sweden. They're Swedish. There you go. They're they're Swedish. Yeah, I like their fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Did fish. you ever? Did you see the movie A Mighty Wind? No. Did you see the movie Spinal Tap? No. Oh my gosh! I failed you. I have remember. I'm a lot younger than you are, so I've never even heard of these movies. Come on now. So Uh, these movies are almost ten years, dude. Let's go. So so Spinal Tap (laughs) is about these rockers that they're kind of lampooning the rock culture. Okay. Okay. So a mighty wind. It's all the same people. Uh, It's like Christopher Guest and uh, I'm going to get this guy's name. Anyway, I'm not going to get their names right, so I'm not going to say their names. But Christopher Guest is kind of the brainchild behind it. So A Mighty Wind is this group of people making fun of the folk singers of like the 70s and 80s. And one of the guys grew up in Sweden, I think, and he tells a story about having a garage band in Sweden <laughs> and about hard, <laughs> how hard it is to keep the instruments tuned with that kind because of a temperature. <laughs> Oh my word. We, so good. We don't have that problem where I live because it's always 90 degrees. You're such a dog. I can't believe that. It's it's ridiculous. I, mean, I don't think people are are tuning in for the worship leader problems weather report. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. I will say this though. When uh we left 
after the concert and flew home, 52 degree difference from the time I got on an airplane wow. to when I got off an airplane. Wow. And yeah. By, and by the way, we'll talk a lot about this next week, but that concert was unbelievable. Yeah. Kim Walker Smith, dude. Wow. Pipes, the pipes on that girl. And McClarney. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Amazing. Hey, let's get back real quick for the MVPs. I just want to let you guys know, if you want to submit someone uh, to be considered to be one of our MVPs on the Worship Leader Problems podcast, you can email us at info at worshipleaderprobs.com. Uh, you can hit us up on the Instagram account. Just send us a DM. All we ask for is uh, a, a description of who they are, what they do, what church they serve at, and a picture of them that we can post. And, and you've noticed that the last two weeks, we've started actually uh, putting these people up on Instagram. And so, yeah, we're going to yeah, tag them when at, we can find them and all that stuff too. So, yep. So it's info at worshipleaderprobs.com or uh, hit us up on uh, any of our social media sites. Mm. Absolutely. So, another one of our segments that we really like to do here, uh, we like to call it prayer concerns. <laughs> Um, and so the way we like to explain it is that every church um, has what they call their connection card. And uh, we always try to do as, as leaders in the church, we want to have this place where people can write in their, their prayer uh, concerns that they have. Um, so that way, because I know like most church staffs, like they'll want to pray over that. It's how we connect with new people. But unfortunately, some, some people read prayer concerns and interpret that from the original Greek as complaints go here. <laughs> and so... Yeah. They do. So we, so we would love for you, the listeners of the Worship Leader Problems podcast, to, if you could like take a screenshot of some of your prayer concerns slash complaints that you get, um, you can email it to us. You can hit us up on our DM. We would love to read those on the air. We won't share the church name you're from. We won't share your name. We'll keep it very general. Um, but let's be honest. Sometimes people, they don't think before they write. Mm. And they just give us some incredibly funny uh, things that they put. Mm. And so uh, I've, I've got one that a friend shared with me, Chris. Uh, you cool if I share this Absolutely, one? Absolutely, man. So we uh, uh, were talking, and the week prior in their church, they're doing a series in the book of Acts. And uh, they were in Acts 2.42 talking about what the church should be and what it should look like. And I guess the pastor, as he was preaching, was talking about like your motivations for coming to church and all those kinds of things. And so the worship pastor was in the coffee shop after service and there was an older gentleman sitting down Uh-oh. and the worship pastor was just getting a cup of coffee. And the older gentleman looks over and goes, hey, I just want you to know I don't come here for the worship. Oh, my word. <laughs> no. no. And, and the worship pastor said he stopped and he goes, so let me summarize what I just heard you say. You, so you just, you don't like the worship. And the guy looks at him and goes, well, I'll say it again. I don't come here for the worship. Oh my word. And so there was a lady working in the coffee shop and she was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. <laughs> and my buddy just looked at her and goes, honestly, I've gotten way worse. And they just walked away. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Like that's actually not speaking. that bad. Well, here's, here's another one that I got of prayer concerns from a friend of mine. And uh, I just kind of sent a text out to some friends and said, hey, have you had any good ones lately? And so he puts, I don't know what makes a good complaint, but my favorite complaint of all time was about four years ago when somebody left a full eight and a half by 11 inch piece of paper on the organ with only the words, too loud. (laughs) 
in giant caps filling up the page. I still have the piece of paper in my office and uh, I should snap a pic of it for you. But okay, so here's what makes it so funny. It says too lound. And so for my for my grammar people out there, it's T-O-L-O-U-N-D. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that, man. <laughs> There's so many things wrong. And at the end, my buddy who got this says, I'm like, bruh, out of seven possible letters, you have two misspelled words. <laughs> That's a lose-lose, man. That's a lose-lose. Oh, my Lord. You can't make it up, man. You cannot make it up. You can't make this stuff up. Um, Dude, (laughs) it was funny. A long time ago, uh, our our worship pastor's got a really, really good voice. Mm. Um, Mr. Worship Leader Problems actually knows this guy. Uh, Like, he sang at the Republican National Convention and was in a quartet. Like, he's just a a really good singer. And he, he sang for a funeral. And it kind of got into one of the old school Southern gospels, like story songs with the big moments and stuff like he sings it. And so we're, we're, I don't even remember what the meeting was at this point. I think years ago we were doing like cardboard testimonies or something. And this guy was going to be part of it. And he comes up and he goes, Hey brother, I just need you to know. You sang the hell out of that song. Oh my gosh. Come on. (laughs) And he was, he was being so serious. I, Again, I, I'm young and I'm just getting into ministry and I just wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I lost it. And then the guy just started giggling after he said it. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> so, well, our last segment that we're going to go into before we jump back into our interview with Scott Longyear. Um, you've heard us talk about a lot. Um, we get a lot of DMs to the Instagram account mm-hmm. and... Um, particularly yesterday, and I know this won't be yesterday when the podcast comes out, but um, every so often, uh, Mr. Worship Leader Problems himself, Chris, he'll put up like, ask me anything about worship and production and stuff like that. And so um, this would have been my first time being a part of one of these. And and Chris, you were even saying like, how many followers did you have the last time you did this? Yeah. So the last time we did it, it's been a while. I think we were like 10,000, 12,000, something like that the last time we did it. And it was overwhelming then. But yeah. And so now with over 25,000 followers, um, Chris texted me and said, Hey, I'm going to do a question thing tonight. You want to help me jump in and answer questions? I was like, Yeah, no problem. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Oh, yeah. Lots, man. Lost, lost most of the rest of the evening. Dude. Is it safe to say we got over 200 questions? Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easy. And, and by the way, like we, we totally did lose the rest of our night. Both of us, both of us did. Um, and it is, it's an honor. It really is like, you'll hear us laugh about the, how many there are and all that stuff, but man, what a, what a privilege it is to speak into your ministry and that you would trust these two guys you don't know. Um, but you know, gosh, man, I have, I have learned so much by just the making mistakes and if i can oh, if yeah. i can if i can help you head one of those off at the past man i'd i'll be glad to do it so yeah yeah and so and and it, i i just answered the production questions and a couple of general leadership questions and you were taking the ones that straight pertain to worship yeah. leading and even just answering production questions i was overwhelmed i think we got i think we got 33 that we answered yeah. And I lost most of my evening doing yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, it's it was crazy. Well, and it's really hard um, because you have such a small space and some oh, some of yes. these questions are like a, a 
hour-long conversation really to answer them. And so we do the best we yeah. can in, you know, in just a small space. And sometimes we continue to answer in the in the DMs as well. So Yep. And so kind of uh one of the ideas that we had was in order to keep being able to answer some of these questions, we're gonna have a segment on the show called Sliding into the DMs. And uh this is just where we're going to um just take some of those questions and we're actually because we're so limited on the social media platform, Instagram, of how much we can share, but to actually go deeper into those questions um, and, and why we would answer the way that we, we do. And so, um, Chris, can you share, um, we're going to talk a little bit about auditions. And can you actually maybe maybe give the actual question that we got? And then, man, I would just be really interested for you as a worship leader, you know, with quite a few years of experience, like what does the audition process look like for you and for your church? What are some of the things you've learned? What are some tips that we can give to churches that, because man, auditions are so hard. They are brutal. And look, all these TV shows like The Voice and American Idol, and it makes every person who has a car radio think they're just an opportunity away from being, you know, the next Carrie Underwood. And you know, some people, God has, God's gifted us all differently and we're not all gifted right. to be Carrie Underwood. Look, uh, so, true. you know, that, that has not helped. It has not been helpful. Uh, it was helpful for Carrie Underwood because now everyone it knows was. who she is, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it can be so brutal. Well, and not only just sitting in the car thinking that they're Carrie Underwood, but they've had their grandma their mom, their dad go, Oh baby, you're so good. Oh, yeah. you're so All right, good. right, right, right. And now, and now you've got to be the one to look at him and go, Oh, you know, we all have gifts. I'm not sure this is the one that you, you're supposed to yeah, be operating. Man, in. I tell you, so this question, um, I, I should have who it came from, but I don't, I don't have that in front of me. So, uh, it, she calls them tryouts, you know, her church doesn't want to do them. Um, but as a worship pastor, you know, with a, uh, a background in worship, she really believes it's necessary. And the question kind of cut off. So that's as much as we got. So that's what we'll answer. So um, here's here's what I would say. Uh, we do them. Uh, okay. We do them at our church. And I asked her, I would be curious um, as to why your your church leaders don't want to do them. And it was kind of the typical, we, we want to be affirming to everybody. We don't want to make anybody yeah. mad or upset anybody. That's all admirable. Um, and so I, I just asked her a, a few questions. Like, first of all, at our church, we don't call them auditions or tryouts. We call them interviews. I think okay. I think even just something as very simple as changing the label can uh, help the mindset of the people who are coming in. And so at our church, this is what the process looks like. Um, first of all, everybody who comes uh, to our church and wants to serve goes through the same class. And it's kind of that okay. introductory class. This is what we believe. This is what it looks like to be a part of our church. This is what it looks like to serve here. These are some expectations. And so then they pass the baton to, uh, if it's in worship, they pass the baton to me and my team. And yep. so then we have, uh, we have produced like a list of values things that we hold dear like these are these yep. are our measuring stick and uh it they're not rocket science they are but there are things like um preparation and leadership and uh, you know leading a, a a life off this stage that 
you know, doesn't detract from what you're trying to do on the, on the stage, all those kinds of things. And so before, before somebody comes to audition, they get a copy of that emailed to them. And I say, this is what it looks like to be a part of our team. Please read through this, spend some time praying about it. If you want to move forward with an, with scheduling an interview, let us know, or I'll touch base with you in you know a few days. So once they've had to do that, if they decide they want to move forward, we schedule an interview. I usually tell them it's going to be about 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. We're going to spend some time talking. Uh, I'll talk. I'll let them talk and ask questions. We'll hear some music. If they're a singer or a player, we want them to come prepared to do, um, you know, like, I'm not looking for, uh, you know, necessarily something off the radio. If you can, if uh, secular radio, I should say, like if you can do uh, something that we do in our services that will help yeah. help uh, with the common ground of uh, where we're, we're both operating from the same thing. And I can provide charts and MP3 files and all that stuff. So we tell them to come prepared to do that. Um uh, I don't do those alone ever, um, yeah. because just the day and age that, that we live in, I just don't think that's wise. Um, yeah. plus, plus it, it, uh, it spreads the responsibility of making that, you know, that decision and yeah. that person can't come back and say, well, the worship pastor just doesn't like me or whatever, because there were, yeah. you know, three or four of us in the room when this happened. And so, um, that's kind of how it works at our church. We don't usually ever give an answer on the spot. Um, almost yeah. always I will say, uh, let us huddle up and spend a little time praying about this and, uh, we'll be back in touch with you. Now, the thing I should have said at the very beginning is I, when I email the list of values to them, I always say you're entering into an interview process. And the purpose of this process is for us to figure out, um, is our team a good fit for you? Is our team, is our team a good fit for the gifts that God has entrusted to you? And if, if we walk this path together and together we discover that maybe God's gifted you to serve someplace else or to serve in another ministry, maybe your gifts fit better in on another team or whatever in our church, I will walk with you and we will discover that together. I'm not just going to say, I'm not just going to say, no, you're out. You're not good enough. I would never, ever say anything like that. I would say, I think maybe your gifts fit best over here. Um, Let me help make a connection for you. And uh, we'll set up a time when maybe all three of us can get together. Now that sounds, um, involved and it is uh, in, yeah. intentionally you know i think i think this this is a really great example of uh like the pastoral mantle of being yes. a worship leader so that's kind of that's kind of right. how it works at our place yeah so um our process at the church that i i work at is very similar um and I, i'm pretty intimately in, involved with it even still um like i said for the first five and a half years that I worked here, I was the assistant to the worship pastor. So I was always involved in all of the auditions. Um, but even since moving to my role as the multimedia pastor, I'm still, he, our worship pastor has me involved. And so our process is if somebody either emails or whatever, just expresses interest, um, he will bring them in for just a face-to-face interview. Um, 
just to hear their heart and to um, just kind of get to know them a little better. Sometimes it's, you know, people, you know, and mm-hmm. you're just kind of, you know, feeling all that kind of stuff out. And so um, we have like for new people coming to the church, we ask that they sit for six months before that they would oh, serve yeah. anywhere. So important. Yeah. And then, uh, so that initial interview, um, our worship pastor is extremely relational. Um, and so it's a, it's a very informal just meeting. And so typically, um, because he wants to keep integrity if, if he's like, he would never go one-on-one with just a female. Uh, so he'll have, sometimes he'll have me, but mostly his wife will come in for those interviews. Um, and so again, it's just, it's just talking. And then he actually, we have an application that they fill out. Um, and it, a lot of it is just like, when did you get saved? Mm-hmm. Tell me your salvation mm-hmm. story. Um, because part of it is while it's involved, you understand if somebody really wants to be in it, they're going to take it very seriously. Absolutely. So we, we make it, so I don't want to say it's hard, but we want you to think about it and, and give good answers because that shows us that you're really into seeing what God might be doing with, with them mm-hmm. and joining the worship ministry. So then from there, um, our worship pastor will give them that application and no expectation on when they need to finish it by. And so once they finish that, then they'll come back and they'll go through it. Uh, together and, and our worship pastor will ask some questions going on through it. And then typically I'll get called in at that point because um, I play guitar and stuff. And so I will be a part of whether if it's a vocalist, um, you know, their interview process. And, and I don't know about for you, like um, one of, uh, for our vocalists, um, we won't let anybody on the team that can only sing melody. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. That's super um, important, man. Yeah. So we will have them sing something and then, Usually, typically, the worship pastor will take over and he'll start singing melody, and we then make sure that they can sing some harmony parts. And it sometimes it doesn't, if you only hear alto, that's perfectly fine. Or if you only hear tenor, again, that's perfectly fine. But he wants that to make sure that you sing harmony. Um, and then for like musicians, we'll take them out on the stage, and then again, sometimes drummers put them through the house and make sure they can play with a click, um, you know, and things like that because that's what we do. Same thing with acoustic players and guitar players, make sure they can play along with the click. And by the way, introducing um, click, introducing like in ear, whether you're on in ear monitors or like an yes. FBOM or something like that, that is a that's a huge adjustment for even the most seasoned player. Uh, yep. or singer. That's huge. That's great. That's a great experience. Yeah. And so making sure they're comfortable with all of that. And then, uh, then typically once, you know, that's all done, they'll leave. And again, our policy is not to share an answer on the spot. Um, and then once a person makes the team, um, we will have them come for two rehearsals and just shadow. Mm-hmm. Great. So if you're a vocalist, you come to two rehearsals and you just, you get up there and sing, gives you a chance to get used to the in-ears, get used to singing with everyone else. Um, A player will, if it's another acoustic, I'll just throw out another direct box and hook them up and just give them a chance to start um, metastasizing into the team. Right? You like that? Brother, dropping some $10 words on us here, man. Let's go. (laughs) Um, and then from there, then they'll, you know, officially they will join the team. And then our worship pastor, uh, and even myself, I've run into this with like audio volunteers who, and their heart is there, but they can't. One thing that's very important for us when it comes to like our mix is consistency. Mm, absolutely. Um, so it's huge. If they, if they can't mix to the expectation that we have for audio, um, that would lead me to believe that maybe there's another place that they could serve. Mm. And so we will do the same thing. We will, we won't, 
um, leave them on their own. We will walk with them and until they do find the place where God can use the, the gifts and talents he's entrusted to them. Absolutely. You know, when I started in ministry, we did a lot of accompaniment tracks. So like, yeah. you know, you'd go from back in my day, mixing a track and a singer, just two things to yeah. now you've got live band you've made if you're using multi-tracks you've got uh, some additions to that maybe even a whole other band uh you've got uh a whole mess of vocalists on the stage you've got you've got so many things uh to keep track of man sound sound is uh really really uh, a challenging area to find the right volunteer for that's for sure yeah yeah and so again we just we it's a high value to us because that's that's the thing, like going back to what Scott said last, we're the guardians of God's glory. Mm. And part of God's glory is the gifts that he gives to people. And so my role as a shepherd is to make sure, because he, here's the thing, if if I allow somebody to serve who's not very good at what they're doing, that means that their top spiritual gift is probably being neglected somewhere. Yeah. And so it's part of my job is to help people be able to go into operate where God has gifted them the most. And sometimes those are difficult conversations, but typically like you can help somebody get to where they need to go. And also when they start operating out of their gifts, they're like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Everybody wins. Yeah. It's just as God designed it. So, okay, dude, how would you handle, let's say a vocalist comes in and it's going to be a, it's going to be a no for you and whoever else that you've entrusted into the process that helps speak into a yes or a no. How how would you go about handling breaking that news to them? Well, my my uh, consistent joke throughout the years has been email. <laughs> I would just Are you serious? I would just email them. Uh, but here's the deal: like it's if you, if you have a chance to do that in person, that's the way to do it. If if that doesn't work and you are going to email them. Um, I, I would, I would try to give them strategies for improving. Okay. So like everybody sings with the radio, whether you're gifted to sing or not. And so sometimes, as we said earlier, that makes you, uh, that might give you uh, a different sense of your giftings than is reality. I'm trying to be as kind and pastoral as I possibly can. So I appreciate that. So, you know, uh, I would always say to them, here are some things that I would suggest First of all, singing in particular um, is just like any other discipline. There are muscles involved. There are uh, there are ways to train those muscles. If you were going to run a marathon, you wouldn't just like watch somebody run and then show up at the starting line expecting to run, you know, twenty six miles and just crush it and win and all those things. And so, like, I would. Uh, I would give them some strategies for that. Like you need to sing more. You need to, whether it's on uh, YouTube or you want to go as far as uh, trying to find a a voice teacher. You know, we, uh, there are vocal teachers now who will teach lessons over Skype. Uh, Yeah. And so it it brings, the technology brings a lot of that uh, into play for people. And so um, you need to exercise the muscle. You need to sing more. You need to learn yeah. how to use the muscles appropriately and correctly. And um, if if you really want to invest the time to do that, do that. Let's revisit in six months. 
um, you yeah. know, reach out to me. Let's let's stay in contact if I can help and provide resources uh, to to help you uh, stretch and develop to be the best that you can be. Um, I'm absolutely yeah. I'm absolutely in for that. So, but here's the deal: no one's going to be happy to hear no. Um, no, exactly. so, you know, the thought that you're going to say no and they're going to high five you, that's going to, that's going to be a pretty rare, <laughs> pretty rare occurrence. So it's just a, di- yeah. it's just a difficult conversation. But if you have that on the front end by saying, Hey, there's a chance we might, di- we might discover together that you're gifted for something else. You're kind of, yeah. you're kind of paving the the way, um, that maybe maybe it takes a little bit of the sting out of the conversation on the back end if it if it isn't yeah i mean we we've had that um just recently about a year ago a young man came up and he he auditioned for the team and our worship pastor was like you know i just i don't think you're quite ready yet and so he went out and he got vocal lessons he joined the choir at a school um and within a year he comes back he made the team. See, isn't that cool? Like, even if your church doesn't have a choir, there are community choirs. There are oh, there yeah. are opportunities at school or whatever places for you to get in. And it's it's just, man, it's just like you don't never you don't ever if you're not a football player, right? Just yeah. like I said with the marathon, you don't show up at the Super Bowl expecting to be the starting quarterback. You know, I mean, there's yeah. lots of preparation that uh, you got to prepare your heart. You got to prepare your gift. Um, and it's, uh, it's not something that people always realize. Yeah. Dude, do you find though, like, can you, I know like you can improve tone, but can you really like pitchiness? Is that something you just sometimes can't get over? Cause if you can't hear it, how are you going to sing it? You can, you can work on it. Um, but I, I, not everybody is, is gifted to sing, you know? Uh, obviously this is an, kind of an old joke, but the Bible says, make a joyful noise. Some people are, are gifted to make a joyful noise and that is worship to the Lord. Um, Absolutely. But it's probably, it, it might not be, uh, a fit for the, the team who, who leads the congregation in worship. Um, yeah. so I think you can work at it. I, I think there are occasions, um, where, uh, you know, music just is not, uh, in the cards, uh, for certain people. And I, that's, that can be hurtful because just because we hold microphones and instruments, people elevate our gifts and there, there is no, there is no elevation there, you know, like it just happens to be what God gave me to use. And, and here's the deal. I, I, uh, I use it as a tool to connect people to God. Um, and so it just happened. That's the tool God gave me. Um, but I, oh, I just make a big deal out of telling them we will, we will absolutely discover the tools that are in your toolbox that God put there. Well, that, 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 that's all good stuff, man. I, if you. Do we need to do a wrap doing, up? We will. Okay, okay. But I just, to like finish this thought, like doing auditions is, is not doing a disservice and not loving on people. I mean, really boiling it down, it's you're wanting to make sure that people are serving exactly where they're gifted to serve. Yep. And so like, if you're sitting there and you're thinking like, I feel like I'm being heartless if I don't let them sing. And, but the reality is like, if you've got a guitar player that just can't play with a click, no matter how much you've worked with them or they can't, 
they can't play in the key of E. It's just too diff. Like, I don't know that God is then calling them. I mean, they can go home and make a joyful noise to the Lord, but when it comes to actually leading people into the presence of God, like for me, that needs to be a distraction-free process. Absolutely. Well, and here's the deal. If a guy walks into your church and he is the nicest guy in the world and he has the greatest heart in the world, would you say, hey, man, why don't you give the sermon this weekend? Exactly. Probably not because that is such a specific gift. Uh, That is something that um, we, 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 we steward, uh, carefully and prayerfully. And so leading, leading worship is the same thing. Um, it, it, yep. yeah, that's, that's the way I look at it. Yep. Well, Hey, thank you so much for submitting that question to us about auditions. If you, if you got more questions, you can always email us info at worshipleaderprobs.com. You can hit us up on Instagram. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. Or even if there's things that you do in your audition process that you think would be beneficial, man, send those on and we'll we'll share them. Absolutely. So. Well, Chris, are you ready to jump back in our into our interview with Scott? Absolutely, man. I can't wait. If uh, Here's the deal. If you listened to episode two and you thought that was good, wait until you listen to this bit. There are some critical nuggets of knowledge that are about to be dropped on Truth you that bombs, I'm not man. sure you're, yeah, I don't know that you're ready to handle. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, here, here's part two with your interview with Scott Longyear, man. So Scott, mm. tell me, mm. tell me a little bit. So tell me about the relationship between you as a senior leader and your worship pastor. Um, my first year going to the experience conference, I was sitting there with my worship pastor and uh, we were sitting in the in the cafe of the Contemporary Hotel at Disney because that's where the conference is held uh, most years. Uh, not next year, but we'll tell you more about that later. Um, but just sitting there, and there were five conversations going around, uh, my, myself and our worship pastor, of worship guys saying, I just don't think my senior pastor gets me. I don't know if he respects me. Mm. These men were so broken, and their relationship with the senior pastor just was so broken, and I... I see that more and more in the church. And I'll be honest, I don't know if there's any relationship within within church ministry that needs to be healthier than the relationship between the senior and the worship leader because you guys really are working so hand in hand. And so what does that look like to, to either maybe have a healthy relationship between a senior pastor and a worship leader? Or if a, a lot of our listeners may be in a position where they're not, what maybe would be some advice you might give to help see some of that become more healthy? Well, that's a huge question, Jeremy. Um, and unfortunately, you know, we see that all the time. And the, the common story is um, my, my senior pastor doesn't get me or we don't have a great relationship or we never talk or I don't think he likes me or I think he's going from, for getting rid of me or there's just this, this strife in, in between. So, you know, I, I think the fault's probably on both sides of the aisle. Um, and I've had, uh, I've got a little bit of a, a unique perspective and a curse some days maybe that I've done both. So I understand both sides. I mean, I was, I was the guy that would sit in the, uh, in the congregation and say, I wish this joker would quit preaching so I can get up and finally <laughs> lead some people to the Lord, you know? And uh, now I'm going like, I wish these guys would shut this music down so I can get up and lead some people to the Lord. Right. But uh, for me, it, it all begins and ends with relationship. Uh, we're huge. It's one of our core values uh, where I pastor. And I literally, I mean, it's a, a relationship is, is our number one core value. And so 
um, we, we spend intentional time together and we keep short accounts with each other. Now, the faster stuff moves, uh, the harder it gets. And so there's got to be a, a good base. And so I'm, I'll speak to both sides. I'll speak to, um, uh, to senior pastors. You know, you've got you got a worship leader. Um, I would say this, you got to figure out what kind of worship leader you have. Uh, and I'm really excited that I know you guys are going to uh, talk to Heath Bottomley. Uh, Heath's a good friend and has really uh, cracked a bit of the code on the different styles of worship leaders that there are. Some are, some are worship artists, some are worship wow. leaders, some are worship pastors. And, and a pastor has, a senior pastor often has an expectation of like, this is what I want. And I don't know why you can't like show up and get all this stuff done. And he's like, yeah. what's up, brother? You know, I'm just like <laughs> hanging out. But like, then he plays the guitar and sings and it's like magical artistry that all happens. And But there's this tension because you're not going to do things like I want you to do. You gotta, so senior pastors, you have to figure out the style of your worship pastor and then don't try to change him. Because look, he's not, he's not going to change. Change at a, at a worship uh, guy was on staff, great friend of mine again because we have good relationships. And I was just, I mean, I was in a season where, where I'm like, man, you're just making me crazy, dude. Like, we just got to talk. Like, I, you can't get to these meetings on time. Like, and you're forgetting these meetings. Let me see your calendar. And he's like, what? And I'm like, let me just let me look at your calendar. I think I can help you out. He's like, I don't, I, okay. I don't keep a calendar. Whoa. And I'm like, what? Do, what do you mean? You mean you don't have it with you? He's like, no, I don't keep a calendar. I'm like, which blows my mind. Like, how in the world can you not? But I'm telling you, you put a guitar in this guy's hand, you're like, write me a song about Jesus. And he like throws a five and a half on the AW scale. And I'm on my knees worshiping the father. You know, <laughs> So I've got to appreciate him for his skills and say, now, how can we kind of work through this? And just because you're not like me, doesn't mean that this tension needs to be created. So I need to get some time to know you, to know your story, to know your backstory, to know a little bit of your history, what makes you tick, and then how I can help you to win and feel good. And, and senior pastors, what you have to give to your worship leaders is a clear yeah. set of expectations. Because if he doesn't have that, he doesn't know what's a win for him. So oh, he's man. walking out on Sunday going, I don't know if I did a good job or not. And if a senior pastor is not strong, the, the good job or not is going to be based on yep. if somebody complains or doesn't complain. Mm -hmm. And so not only do you have to give them clear direction, you have to say, this is the direction we're going. So the first year, my, uh, I had just come into um, senior leadership. We hired a, uh, a few years earlier, I guess, but we had hired a new worship guy. I said, we're getting on a plane. We're going to Florida, this experience conference. You and I are going to sit and we're going to watch a ton of different styles of worship and some of the biggest and brightest names and some even nondescript names. And we're going to sit there. And by the time we were done, I said, okay, this right here with this and take this element from these people and take this here, put it all in a blender. That's what we're doing. That's where we're going. Are we clear? Yeah, man, I'm excited about that. So we're on the same page. So you've got to have clear expectations. And then Senior guys, when somebody comes up and complains about the music or the volume or that there's no hymns or whatever it is, you have your your wow. worship leaders back. Don't say, well, yeah, I, get, I don't know. You know, it's too loud for me, too. Well, I don't like it either. What have you done? Now you're putting all the pressure on him. And a lot of times, senior leaders, you're too, you're too wimpy and you're too worried about getting your own feelings hurt that you're going to push that off where you really need to take some punches for your team. And if you're in the front uh, and you're in the, the lead chair, like you're going to get punched more and you should get punched more and you should protect your guy. So that's what I would say to, to, okay. um, to senior leaders, to, to worship leaders. I would say this uh, and very respectfully, again, because I've, I've been in both chairs and I'm, this is going to sound arrogant, but I, it's, it's not meant to sound arrogant. 
but the truth is this to, to worship guys, you have no idea what yeah. your senior pastor is dealing with. Hmm. You have zero yeah. idea. Here's why I have the authority to say that guys, because um, we did a, we did a transition at our church, a succession plan that took um, probably five or six years. So I rode shotgun um, for about four years with our senior pastor. I was in every meeting with him. Uh, it was just him and I, then it was him and I and other people. By the time we presented stuff publicly on, publicly on any kind of new initiative, I'd already heard it so much it made me sick. Like I rode shotgun with this guy and I was just like, just give me the keys, bro. Just give, come on, like give me the keys. It's not that hard. Here's what I would do. This is what I, from second chair, this is what I, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, but I'm like, I wouldn't do it like that. I wouldn't do it like that. But I'm telling you this, the day that they slid the yeah. keys across the table to me, wow. my whole world changed. Wow, wow. Because I'm worried about every dime. I'm worried about every person. I'm worried about every staff person. We've got a parking lot full of staff cars here today. Uh, we're doing this in our office, right? And so my staff is going to get in their cars and drive to their homes. And if, if I blow this whole thing, they're not going to have a job to help pay their mortgage. Wow. Like that's a pressure that's on me. I'm also, I'm, I'm supposed to to make sure that we're keeping this thing on the tracks and that we're glorifying the Lord, not only that we're healthy, but we're going after this mission. And then I have a board of elders that I'm dealing with, and I have a board of critics that have self-appointed themselves that I'm dealing with. I have staffing issues over here wondering if this guy's going to leave or come or go, and these people who need to come together. And I'm not saying that the role of senior is any better than the role of worship, but it is so different. So look, man, just yeah. give us a little bit of a break, okay? Because, because not being mean on this at all and my heart is not this but but worship and worship leading is not yeah. our whole world mm. Mm. like yeah. it's a big part of it but where it's your whole world and you're hired for that it's a part of our world is it important absolutely and it's one of my top priorities but you just have to, you just have to realize that your senior guy is dealing with a whole set of issues that you don't really have uh, any idea about and so i would go to your senior guy and i would just say look man i'm in your corner whatever hill you want to take you let us know and, and i'm going wow. to climb that hill with you and yeah. i'm going to be your biggest cheerleader yeah. and yeah. i'm going to be i'm going to have your back on everything and if we disagree we're going to talk about that just one-on-one -on -one. i'm not going to go around to anybody else but you have to know that i'm for you and i'll do anything that i can for you if you said that to your senior pastor your senior pastor will be like yeah let's go wow you would you would fuel and support him because he has so much that's on his mind uh, right now, I think that would help him out a ton. And if you're not getting clarity from him, again, I'll just ask him, like, like talk to me about what the win yeah. is. What do you want to see? Mm. You know, is this the style that we're going after? Is this the songs that we're going after? We said we're doing this, right? How can I, how can I help you? And then I would, I would find out like his love language. So uh, unfortunately for our staff, my love language oh, is exceeding wow. expectation. And my expectation is incredibly unrealistic. And so, but if you find the love language of your senior pastor and then just like yeah. blow this dude up and you'll see your relationship uh, change. And if there's stuff where you're like, man, I got, we're just out of sorts. There's hard stuff that's going on. I would just say, can we just wow. have a real hard conversation? I feel like it's this and this. You also need to find out what kind of leader your senior guy is. Mm -hmm. So senior guys you need to find out what kind of worship, uh, what worship leader or pastor or artist you have. But 
worship guys, you need to figure out what kind of senior pastor you have. Is he introvert? Is he extrovert? Where is he on the disc test? Is he a heavy driver and he's just going to run people over, um, but he's not being mean. He just doesn't know any better. He creates carnage. You know, who are you talking to? So you have to, you have to figure all of that out and just know it, it might not be somebody that you're going to hold hands with yeah. and sing Kumbaya, or it's not going to be that you're going to go on vacation together and be the best friends in the entire world, but you, you are, you're going to, going to work together and take some great ground yeah that's uh that's really that's really good dude um so let me ask you a question agree or disagree with this as a senior leader could there be a situation that guys are in and maybe some ladies are in right now where philosophically the senior leader and where they are are so different and they probably can't be reconciled my personal opinion would be it is not the worship leader's job to change the philosophy of the senior leader. Because the way I, the way I see it, um, I believe all ministries already starts in heaven. As we look at the Lord's prayer, you know, uh, we give us this day our daily bread on earth as it is in heaven. So ministry is happening in heaven. And, and so the, the senior leader is asking God, God, what do you want? Whether it's for Maryland community church or pathway church where I serve, um, or Lincoln's church, Bayside in California. Um, and, and they're bringing that in and going, this is the, the philosophy that God has given us for this church, for our people and our culture in our area. I personally believe it's not the worship leader's job to come in and try to change what that senior leader. So are there situations where there, a, a worship leader may need to go as much as I might be happy and love it here. Philosophically, I can't get where they're going. Is that maybe some indication that God could be releasing them? Yeah, I think so. You know, you need to find, you know, your own skill set. Again, I, I go back to uh, the the, uh, the the parable of uh, the talents, right, where you're putting the, you need to invest where you can get the best amount of return. And listen, if you, if you think you know how to do, do it all better and, you know, you can do that, then you should yeah. be a senior pastor somewhere. Um, uh, and saying that a little bit truthfully, a little bit yeah. facetiously at the same time, but, but it is not your role. It, it is not your responsibility to bear the weight of vision casting for the church. And that's not, that's, that's not detrimental or, or that's not uh, demeaning or anything like that. Uh, and I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't buy fully into the whole Moses model of like, you know, I've been to the yeah. mountain, never question anything that I do. Um, but you need to respect your senior leader. He is the Lord's anointed in that place. When uh, David was battling with Saul in the Old Testament, he wouldn't he wouldn't kill Saul. Why? Because he said, yep. this is the Lord's anointed one. And you're like, yeah, David, but he is crazy. I mean, this dude is certifiably crazy. And you may say the same thing, like, like my senior pastor's nuts, man. Like, I don't, he is crazy. You know, hey, guess what? He's still a senior pastor. And it is not your job to get him out of his role. It is not your job unless you, unless he invites you in. Now, in my style of leadership, I'll invite guys in and say, say, hey, man, I'm sensing that the Lord may be taking us this direction. I want to know, I want to know if you're sensing that same thing too. Let's do that together. We're doing this together. And they have permission to me to go like, man, I don't know, I've been praying through that and I'm not really seeing, or they need to affirm that in me. That's just a style of leadership that I have. Not That's not for everybody. But I think if you just got to be careful, because here's what's going to happen. Most, most people, I'm going to guess, it's, from, it's my observation, I'll say that, that most uh, 
senior pastors, I, I know most of them are introverted. A lot of them deal with a, a gross amount of insecurity. And if you're rising up against them saying, I think we should do this. I think we should do this. I think we should do this. They're going to see that as a threat, yes. as a personal threat to them. And you're going to make some division between the two of them, uh, between the two of you. You play that out for, for long enough and you're going to be looking for another job, not by your own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I- a great resource that I would suggest that if you're in that kind of a situation to read is a book called The Tale of Three Kings. Uh, it's by Gene Edwards, and it, it talks about uh, the, the journeys of all of those guys with Absalom and all those and how they dealt with David and all that mm-hmm. was going on. And so that's a really good book that you could read if you're in that kind of a situation to help understand somewhat constituted authority, uh, the way God has set that up, but also to just... Uh, how to, how to handle yourself best in those types of situations. So, mm. Right. It's right. difficult. And I love what Scott said about you have no idea. Like you can be, you can be this close to your senior pastor and still have no idea what, yeah. what they're dealing with, man. And I, I told my pastor two things when I came here. Number one, if you, if you set the target, I'll do everything I can to hit it as hard as I can every weekend. And number two, I will, I will never be the guy who lands problems on your desk. Because you That's got a, you got enough you got enough problems, man. I want to be the guy who takes problems off your desk if I can. So, yeah, and a lot of times senior guys are actually protecting you from some of the hardest stuff. You know, you may have a contingency of people who's upset with this over here, and he's internalizing all that, and he's actually protecting you from knowing. Then you're like, well, I want to know everything. I want, you know, it's like, man, yeah. just give him the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Don't absolutely. don't write the narrative for him. You know, absolutely. So. Talk to us about Experience Conference. Experience Conference, man. Um, it has been, I think a lot of us would say, you know, in Lincoln, I, first, I don't know if I'm talking to you as if you're Lincoln Brewster or as if you're trying to pretend it, to be. I don't even, this is dude, confusing I, to me, Jerry. I said <laughs> his real name in the first episode. I got to go beep it out like seven times. So <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen you know it has been uh, i cannot say enough about the experience conference probably uh, i think it was probably six six years ago or something like that um again we had just just hired a new worship guy uh, with us i was in senior leadership and so i said let's go down and get on the same page and so i went because there was um it was just a, a great lineup and it was at Disney, you know, and I'm a huge Disney fan. And so we were there. Uh, it also happened to be a you know, super long story short. It also happened to be during um, the most challenging time in my life and ministry to date where I was just, we had significant challenges in our uh, lives uh, with health issues um, and death issues. And it was, it was a bad season for me. And I went down and fell apart. Uh, I fell apart and was put back together with that conference and that's a super long story short, but I found, um, I found that I went to hear, uh, I went to hear some worship artists and I met the Lord yeah. in a really, really strong way. And while I was at the, the conference, just as, a, as an attendee, uh, they said, Hey, if you'd like to help be a part of leadership this with this, it's a whole, uh, just a whole load of volunteers. And uh, I'm like, man, this place seems pretty cool. I mean, there's been great workshops of uh, her great main stage teaching and, and heard, uh, you know, amazing worship and I've met a few people. It's been good for, for the guy that's been with me as well. So I'm like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. And so they're like, well, yeah, join us. And so, um, I don't know what it was like four, four or five months later, I find myself on a, 
a ranch in Texas with this group of people that I'd never met before in my life. So it gave me a feeling of what it's like to come to church for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm meeting this big ranch house and I'm like a ton of strangers who, you know, five years ago was strangers. And that group has continued to grow now. And I'm telling you that uh, that group of people have become some of my very best friends in the world and have actually um, uh, <laughs> saved That's me awesome. from a lot of stuff in ministry. You know, this this podcast is is a result it of is. that, right? Friendships are a huge result of that. So I started serving uh, there, and I, I talked to uh, the guy who was the, uh, the CEO or the, the director of the whole deal, and I just said, man, I, the Lord has just given me a passion. I was sitting around a, a group that very first very first time there was about 50 of us at the ranch sitting around this table with a whole bunch of strangers. And uh, the Lord just said, I want you to serve these people. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. He's like, I just want you to shut your mouth and serve these people. And I'm not usually good at shutting my mouth. I'm a preacher. And uh, so I just started serving, you know, and, and I started contacting these guys and, Hey, how can I pray for you? How can I do this? Hey, what do we do this week of fasting or this? Now it's the 50 days of fasting leading up to the conference and all that. And, uh, in some other conversations with uh, the leader, he's like, he's like, hey, why don't you become the the pastor of the Experience Conference? And I'm like, what is that? He's like, I don't know, but why don't you be the pastor of the Experience Conference? So I said, well, I'm in. Let's do that. And so that started this great journey where uh, there's kind of a, a bit of a, an official, non-official role. Well, I find myself now uh, been five or six Experience Conferences, uh, tons of planning meetings with them, South Africa twice when we opened a, a conference there. And guys, it just, it, it blows me away because I'm finding um, that I'm, that the Lord's got this role of, yeah. of pastoring worship leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, and it sounds arrogant when I say, and I'm not saying that arrogantly at all, because I'm just standing back on like, oh, I don't know what you're doing uh, with this, but you've, you've broken my heart with this. I've got a bit of a, a history uh, with this, and I get to talk to people who are in the, the joys and the pains of ministry, and it has been and is just just really honestly one of the greatest joys of my life because I see people who are in ministry uh, pushing the ball down the field, getting their head kicked in a lot of times, um, but making a significant difference uh, in the kingdom and for the king. And um, I'm all about it, man. September, we're down there, you know, just down there last September, and it's like this giant family reunion. And it's, I tell people it's like it's like the most awesome church 100%. camp for worship and production people so in the world. <laughs> I Not love it. It's so- it's so much fun. I, I also get to serve uh, with the team for the Experience Conference. And I'm just going to let you know right now to the listeners of the Worship Leader Problems podcast, you're going to hear a lot about experience through all of our podcasts um, because I serve on it. And uh, I know that Lincoln has a heart for it, too. You've seen him talk about the conference on his on his uh, Instagram and stuff. And But, yeah, it's just been – I've gone six years in a row uh, to the to the conference, and every year I walk away refreshed. Um, I walk away knowing God loves me. He's for me. Um, and just getting to yeah. just worship with a bunch of other people that have the same heart as me is just an incredible time. And, and, and it's just, it's awesome. And so it's, it's always typically the first week in September, right? Yeah. Just after, yeah. uh, just after the holiday there. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, tremendous. And next year is going to be, I think, even better. We're actually making a, a shift from the contemporary over to uh, Coronado Springs Resort, which is bringing the price down, even though the facilities are amazing. They've yeah. got a brand new tower that they built there. We've already got uh, artists and speakers in the works. And 
honestly, by the time we get there, the lineup is usually like just mind blowingly unbelievable. Um, but I'm telling you, like if they said this year, um, hey, here's what's going to happen. Um, this pseudo Lincoln Brewster wannabe guy who is part of worship leader probs is going to be there and leading worship. And then Jeremy's going to do production. I'm like, sign me up. Man. I don't like, listen, I don't care who's there because now that I've, now that I've gone, I'm there to get refreshed and to mm. give glory to the Lord and to link arms with some brothers who are in the ditch with me yeah. and just, and just getting it done. I'll, I'll say this. I've been five times and experience is a whole different animal. Lots of great stuff out there. Lots of great conferences, lots of great resources. Experience is just a different animal. And that starts with the purpose and the, the the kind of the vision behind it, you know, caring for worship leaders and their their teams now and the production people. And, and Scott, I, I would say this, no matter who our guest was today, I would say you are a big piece of why experience is different. You're a huge piece of that. Well, I mean, I, I appreciate that. I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an honor because I feel like again, the people around there have, have ministered to me and have been in the trenches with me. And it's, uh, man, it's so, it's just so life giving, isn't it? It is. It is. And so one of the things that I was really excited about this year is to hear about your book, soul coma. Tell, tell us yeah. about where'd that come from? Well, you know, guys, it's interesting. I had, um, man, I've wanted to write for a long time and I, and I wrote an ebook called worship leading essentials. Um, which uh, some people have been using with their worship teams. And I just wrote it years ago for uh, really for aspiring worship leaders where I talked about stuff like uh, how do you set levels? How do you deal with band conflict? How do you put together a worship set? Um, all, all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, so I've done an, an ebook and I wanted to do uh, for years. I'm like, man, I want to write, Lord, I want to write. You know, I speak all the time. I have a blog and all that. And I do the little micro podcast, um, but I want to write. And the Lord just kept saying, nope. 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 And I'm like, come on, come on. You know, and, and I've pushed through and done things when the Lord said no before. And then uh, I had to throw away a thousand of those CDs. <laughs> Why is nobody buying this? And I was like, cause I told you not to record it. You idiot. And so, you know, for years I'm like, I want to write. He's like, no, 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 no. And then um, uh, earlier this summer, he said, now's the time. And um, long story short, but it was, it was crystal clear. He said, now's the time. And I said, okay. And so uh, I'd been kind of pigeon or I'd been, been collecting back, you know, here's some ideas for books, here's some ideas. And I thought it would be one thing. It ended up really being something else. And so um, the book is titled Soul Coma. And it's designed for uh, any of us who would say like, man, my soul could just oh, yeah. use a little oh, bit yeah. of a wake up call. You know, I just feel like I'm a little bit sleepy, man. Isn't that true in the church? We just get inoculated because we hear, we've heard the same story for years and it's rare that you meet somebody who's like, I'm spiritually on fire. I'm so electric. Jesus is just like, it's like so clear when he's talking to me. Most of us are like, yeah, that's right. I just feel like it's a little bit foggy. And so the book is, is called Soul Coma, Wake Up to an Extraordinary Life. And uh, in it, I, uh, I talk about seven practices to awaken your relationship with Christ. And so it's scripture and it's stories. And, you know, I'll, I'll talk about stuff like uh, giving like it's not yours or uh, how to accelerate the Holy Spirit or forcing the joy. Um, or worship with intensity. There's a whole chapter in there on worship. And uh, actually, at the end of each chapter, there's discussion questions. And so we, we did a pre-release. This book actually just released uh, two go. days ago, uh, officially. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But we did a pre-release, as you know, uh, at the Experience Conference. And 
uh, several folks were like, man, I'm going to buy this for my team. And so they're taking their teams through this. Some of them are buying it for their team and just say, hey, here's a good devotional resource. Read it on your own. Some of them are saying, uh, hey, let's let's take this, read a chapter every week and then come in. And at the beginning of rehearsal, we'll just take five minutes and answer some questions uh, there. And so because I know as a worship leader, you're like, I know I need to do some devotionals with my with my team, but I'm not really sure. I don't have time, and I've got all this, this stuff that's happening. But I'll tell you what fires me up, guys. Just to be, just to be honest, um, yeah, because I haven't been honest up to this point. <laughs> when people say that, I'm going to be really transparent. Um, so this whole thing was coming really fast, right? And um, we ended up we, we were on a family vacation in Florida, and I had done some of the writing of the book. And my wife just looked at me, and she's like, "Just go, just go write, just." don't hang out with us at the pool. Like just, wow. we'll see you tonight. You just go right. And so I, I, I hung out in a, in a coffee shop for hours and days down on the Gulf coast of Florida. And I go into this little coffee shop and I get my drink and I go set my stuff up and put my headphones on. And I would just start writing, you know, I had a whole, the whole deal. I had the kind of the outline. Now I'm filling it all in. And on several occasions, I just, I was like literally crying mm. and like, I'm, I'm a crier anyway, but I'm just like, I mean, the tears are just rolling down my face. And I know people are walking in going like, like what's wrong with this guy or you know, is the coffee that bad? Like what's happening? <laughs> and um, I think it was a combination of things. I think, I think one, it was for so long I wanted to write and the Lord finally released me. Uh, I wanted to write a, this book and the Lord released me to do that. Um, but I wanted to make sure that when I wrote that I wasn't writing for God, yeah. but I was yeah. writing with him. Mm. And wow. I was just really sensing that like I'm writing this with the Lord mm. And uh, now you may read it and go like, yeah, swing and a miss, bro. I don't think he was with you in that coffee shop, you know, but I really sensed that man, the Lord's doing this. And then as I was recalling these stories in my life and thinking about the people that these, that these could impact, I just thought, man, I was just, I was just overwhelmed with it. And so we're already hearing stories back from people who are going, man, this is encouraging me in my walk. This is helping me come closer to Christ. And I'm telling you, that's my joy. That's my investment. That's why I put the guitar down. And, you know, I I picked up preaching is because I want to do all that I can to help people wake up and get a vibrant life with Christ. And so I'm pretty stoked about uh, about having it out. We released it um, again just a couple days ago and releasing it uh, online. And so I'd love to put some copies in uh, in your hands and and all the great listeners. So hey, tell the listeners, where can they find it? Yeah, you can get get it on uh, my website at scottlongyear.com. That's one T S C O T L O N G Y E A R.com. Just click uh, if there's not a, a button there, then uh, just click store and it will take you take you there to it. We've got some uh, uh, some special stuff we can do if you're ordering in bulk discounts. So you just send us an email and my wife runs all the uh, the backside of the ministry and so she'll get with you and we'll make sure that we get it in your hands as economically as possible because we really think that this is a great resource that's going to help wake some people up and and get closer to christ and dude if if that happens and that's a win all the way around and, and tell, tell the listeners who where can they find wow. scott's daily word if they'd like to get your uh your, your daily devotions that you do because they're only one minute long i listen to them every day um and it gets me fired up to go out and punch Absolutely. satan in the face so how can they uh how can they find Absolutely. that <laughs> throw punch yeah, so Scott's Lady Word is a it's a one minute micro podcast. Uh, so I'm preaching a I'm preaching a, 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 a sermon in a minute, uh, which is a little bit of a challenge some days, right? So uh, it goes out it goes out on radio, but we also have avenues where it goes out through all of our social media. So you can follow me. It's at Scott's Daily, and uh, that's no apostrophe. It's at Scott's S C O T S Daily at Scott's Daily. 
Um, you can also find it on my Facebook feed. You can find it at scottlongyear.com every day. It's posted there. But a special feature is that we can uh, drive that straight to your smartphone. So at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, <laughs> God's time, we can send that to your phone where you'll get a little, a little uh, notification. Boom, you, uh, you click on that. And then uh, you get the you get the daily word right there. So that's very simply a, uh, a follow to my Twitter feed, and the instructions to do that are on uh, the website at scottlongyear.com. Very simply, is uh, type a follow Scott's daily to four zero four zero four, and you can get rid of that at any point that you that you need to. But excited to see that gain some traction. We've actually got a partnership wow, coming up dude. with World Vision. Uh, awesome. They're going to partner with me on that. And so it's cool to see what the, the Lord does. But again, it's just another little little bump in your day of like, oh yeah, okay, there's a word. Man, I, and again, if I can help people uh, step closer to Christ and become a little bit more spiritually alive, man, let's, That's let's awesome, do it. bro. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Cool. Well, Scott, thank you so much for taking out time to, to jump on here with us. I think... I think a lot of things you shared today could really make a huge impact with a lot of people. And, uh, dude, I love you, man. Seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love what you guys are doing. I I, I love your heart. I even know, uh, uh, the heart of the real Lincoln that we're talking to here and, um, and for Jeremy and, and, um, I, I just love being around people who are the real deal. And so I, I know some of your listeners are like, oh, these are guys, just voices of guys that I don't really know. But let me, let me just uh, say that you are listening to, to men of God who deeply love Jesus mm-hmm. and are here to serve the King. And so you're in good company, man. I wish, I wish you guys all the best. I'm looking for this, you know, for your podcast to go to the top of hey, the charts of the worship leader props to, uh, yeah. Going. Hey, Let's do maybe it. we could. It, <laughs> so it. so uh, Lincoln has said that if we can get 50,000 followers on Insta, that he'll reveal who he is. So, dude, we should do that at the experience conference. You know, here's what I think. I think, I think we get, let's get 50 grand and then let's bring John Hinton in yes. and do some kind of magical reveal. There it is. Awesome. <laughs> cool. There it is. All right. That's awesome. Well, That's Scott, fantastic. Yeah. Gonna blow people. So, Scott, mind. thanks again, man. And uh, we'd love to maybe have you back on thanks, sometime brother. soon. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you guys. God bless you too. Well, I hope you enjoyed part two. Long year is the man. Dude, he, uh, he's, he's really good. Um, this has happened after his, um, uh, this interview we did with him, but if you follow him on social media, this last weekend in the church, he preached on grief from the book of lamentations. And so many people came forward that got saved, they, they lost count. Isn't that incredible? Incredible. Isn't that out of the book of Lamentations? Right. right. That is just God uniquely. Anointing. Yeah, absolutely. That is God's anointing. Absolutely. Well, hey. Make sure you um, get a copy of his book too. Soul, oh, Soul, yeah, Soul Coma. Coma. Uh, you can find that at scottlongear.com. And Scott just has one T. Scott. It does just have. Scott. So longear.com. It's, it's, re- it's really funny. Um, so we, we did the interview, over, we use Zoom to do like a video chat and then we record the audio and stuff. It, his name just came up as Slongear. <laughs> he's now, he's so now Slongear just, to me. He's, yeah, Slongear wrote the book, Soul Coma. So um, good. Just want to remind you guys that Mr. Worship Leader Problems himself, old Chris, um, he is willing to reveal who he is. And I know that's been a burning question for a lot of people, um, but he's not going to do that until... If you can help the Instagram account, Worship Leader Probs, reach 50,000 followers, 
I'll tell you who I am. Fitty thou. Fitty, fitty. And by the way, we're halfway there. We hit 25,000. We hit 25,000 this week. Let's go. But yeah, so help us on that Instagram account. Get that thing going. Share it with your friends. I mean, let's be honest. It's hilarious. And that's not being 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 rightful. And we get lots of questions like, how do I do this? How How do I pick songs? Like That's such a popular question. And honestly, this is a shameless plug. But if you want to know how to pick songs, if you want to know at least how I pick songs, Listen to yeah. episode one of the podcast. 100%. Most of it is um, about picking songs for your church. Absolutely. And when you do go to listen to it, if you wouldn't mind, it'll really help us out. If you could rate it, like it, and subscribe to it, um, that would be huge. Um, we, we may be having some conversations with some people about sponsorship. Yeah, man. Some some really cool companies. Hey, what kind of rating are we looking for, Jer? Oh, five stars. Five. Five stars. None of this weak sauce four-star yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Get that out of here. We're looking for five. We need five stars. Cinco. Um, and so you can find us at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram or Worship Leader Probs on Facebook. And then what's what's the what's the Twitter? The Twitter um, is spelled a little bit differently. And I'll tell you why. Some other dude has our, sp- our spelling on Twitter. I'd love, to, if what? you know who, who he is, I'd love to talk with with him about that but on twitter it is w-r-s-h-p-l-d-r-p-r-b-s on twitter worst props yep they're right nice and short and if you look for the uh that super cool like uh face guy that's that's yeah look for the face look for the logo yep and so, hey, be looking for episode four next week where we have uh, probably, again, a two-part interview with Mr. Chris McClarney himself. That was a lame and, drum roll. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, I didn't even hear it. <laughs> Can you do it? On, do it on your mic. Let's try it again. Next week, Mr. Chris McClarney. So come move. Oh, man, it's song. just It's danceable, but so it's, awesome. Yeah. Can, <laughs> Can we can we share with what we were talking about with Chris with that song? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm writing to Chris after the, and I'm like, dude, I am I'm literally compulsively singing "Move" from the New Jesus Culture album. Um, if you don't have it, by the way, you you need to get it. Uh, yeah, the, al- the album is called "Living with a Fire," and the very first cut is a song called "Move," and it's led by Chris McClarney. And, I, and it's got like a Peter Gabriel, Madonna so, feel. I, it's so I'm good. I'm like, dude, I'm compulsively singing this song 37 times a day. My wife is about to throat punch me. But the groove yeah. is filthy, man. It is just so good. And he said. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a quote. It's baby making worship. <laughs> <laughs> that is reason uh, enough. To listen yeah. to uh, the next episode. I mean, if that's what's coming out of the beautiful mind of Chris McClarney, you know the episode's going to be good. So, hey, guys, again, thank you so much for being a part of the Worship Leader Problems Ministry. And we're so thankful for you guys. And hey, until next time, see ya. Deuces. <laughs>